brought to you by Fruitnet Media. This is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these conversations to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, today we're talking apples and pears. The start of the new season is with us here in the Northern Hemisphere. And last week, at its annual Prognos Fruit Conference, the World Apple and Pear Association released its crop forecasts for the new season. Here in Europe, they're forecasting another big crop of apples on the trees, while pear volumes are more or less back to normal after last year's lowest harvest in years. Uh, And the news from the United States and from China is also important, with both expecting fewer apples this year. And, And everywhere, we're all facing some big challenges with life after the pandemic, rising costs for growers, And for the rest of the supply chain, plus plus price inflation and the cost of living crisis for shoppers, especially here in Europe, where, too, there is the huge problem of the price of energy and the shortage of labour, not to mention these scorching temperatures and the drought that we're all going through right now across Europe. Now, to discuss all of these issues with me, I'm delighted to be joined down the line by Dominique Wozniak, the president of the World Apple and Pear Association, and by Philippe Binard, who is the association's secretary general. Philippe, let me come to you first. Um, so tell us some of the main headlines. What, what are the key points to focus on this year? Well, Chris, you already made a, a nice summary of the, the proceeding that we had last uh, week. But I think it was a, a special meeting it was a successful prognosis route. It was back to presidential meeting after two years of uh, online uh, version. And I think we have still to remember that we are with ongoing concern about COVID. There are still COVID around, so people are still wondering whether to travel or not. And there are still the war uncertainty. We were also going for this meeting outside the European Union, very close, but it was in Serbia. So uh, we had a number of uh, challenges to organize uh, this, but uh, this has not prevented to have uh, a large attendance despite the geopolitical circumstances. And I think it was also a very good meeting because we obviously made the focus, as we usually do it, about the European crop focus. And there are a lot of things to say. We don't have an exceptional crop. It's a, it's a strong crop, but not a, a record crop. We are slightly over 12 million, which at the end is not really more than what we had uh, uh, last year. So uh, I think it's important that we can look at what is happening in Europe. But precisely as we were in Serbia, we are also looking what is happening to the EU neighborhood. I think it's important to know what is happening in Serbia, what is happening in Moldova, two of the countries which used to ship to uh, Russia quite a lot of their volume. What is happening in Ukraine? We had a fantastic testimony of a person who came from Dnipro all the way along to, um, to, to Belgrade to tell us what is the reality on the ground. Uh, we look at what is happening in Turkey. We don't talk so much about Turkey in apple and pears, but the production is equal to the one of uh, of Poland today, and they play a role. And then we had also a, 
a good overview about all what is happening in Central Asia and the Caucasus. So I think that was a very nice opportunity to look uh, what is happening in the EU, in its neighborhood, and also beyond. And I think the prognosis fruit is really becoming a, a compass of what is happening in the Northern Hemisphere, because we had also report about North America, about India, and about China. So I think it's uh, really giving a global dimension to that uh, conference, without forgetting that in uh, WAPA we make also the forecast for the Southern Hemisphere in February. Mm, truly a, a meeting then of the World Apple and Pear uh, Association. The numbers you've talked about, do, do you see these numbers changing at all, uh, at least here in Europe? The, the high temperatures combined with these water shortages we now see in many parts of Europe mean that volumes here could decline, perhaps. Is that true? And if so, are these reflected in your forecast? Do you expect to have to publish any revisions uh, very soon? Well, um, definitely when we look at the last decade, I don't think there's been really something that could be called a normal year. We see up and down. Uh, we could have large crop, like uh, I think it was the case in 2018, but we have also uh, low crop. Uh, so I think we can have a variation between 9 to almost 13 million. So that's the new normal that we have uh, today in the in the apple and pear sector. We saw so last year the 1.6 million tons of pears when the normal is 2 million, 2.2 million. So I think there are a lot of things. And you ask whether we will revise the figure? Probably, probably yes, we will revise the figure. But this is nothing abnormal. We make a forecast at a given time. I think the figures are as perishable as the product that we are talking about. And uh, there are still a lot of climatic elements which could play a role uh, in, in August. It could be still the impact of the heat wave the impact of uh, water restriction, impacting on the uh, development of the science. It could be qualitative issue with uh, sunburn if uh, we continue to have this, evolution of the coloring of the product. So I think a lot of things can still happen uh, with maybe ails or when we hope it will not happen. So I think we, we have to look at all these elements and how we can have the good uh, protection of the orchard with uh, the right uh, toolkit. But I think when we look back, uh, it's 47 years that we make the forecast. And um, we always start the meeting by looking back. So what has been the figures that we have announced last year? And uh, what is the final figure? And we normally see that we have a variation by 2 3%. Last year, it was uh, only 1% with uh, 270,000 tons more that has been added. So I think we are quite reliable. And I think accountability and precision of the figures is part of the, the trademark of prognosis fruit. I think that's important. That's why the people come. And sometimes we tell the story that maybe you don't like because it could give a, a bad start of the season. Uh, but I think it's quite important that we tell the truth so that everyone can position itself, can uh, operate into a, a market which in any case, we'll never lie. So I think it's important that uh, we tell the truth and that we have, uh, therefore, all the necessary analysis. We ask always AMI to support us in this evaluation, and then Big Schwarto is always making it its own perspective of the, uh, of the market based on uh, the, the forecast that we do. So I think it's a teamwork. And also at the meeting, we don't look only at the quantitative element, but we try also to look at what is behind the figure and what are the implications of the quality 
of the of the product for the season, the balance between the fresh and the processed market, and and where will the product go? And, and these figures, of course, are very very important, often in determining, as it were, the the where the where the market price is going to be um, for the next several months. And of course, market prices are very 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 important for growers. And let, let's turn um, to growers if if we can, because growers as in every year, face a series of challenges. But these, this year it feels as though the challenges are almost un- unprecedented. Dominique, uh, you're a grower of apples in Poland, and Poland is now the largest producer of apples here in Europe. And a tough season for Polish apple growers is not, u- is not good news for growers across Europe, is it? Uh, well, yes. In fact, uh, since a couple of years, we are the biggest apple grower in Europe, uh, that uh, that is true, correct? And of course, uh, not a lot of people like it because uh, I receive uh, every year uh, some complaints from uh, French side or Italian side or uh, Germans that uh, we are too big, you need to reduce uh, your production uh, and so on. Uh, however, uh, it was busted because of uh, some subsidies, what was available for the growers in the past couple of years. And we cannot say to the growers, uh, do not plant any more trees because it's their independent choice, what, what we can do with this. In fact, also uh, in Poland, uh, there is a discussion over the numbers presented uh, last Thursday. A lot of growers uh, say that we shouldn't say that we are uh, we will have 4.5 million tons because that will destroy the market because everybody will know that cheap apples are available in Poland. In fact, that is not true. The market will uh, revise the situation. In fact, it doesn't matter uh, what we will say, but the market will always revise. In, in WAPA, we always think, and personally, I always think that uh, we should say the true, the true, true story about the production because that will give possibility to make a right move, right choice for the growers and also for the traders. Well, uh, the coming season will be challenging for sure. Uh, with uh, our Polish production, 4.5 million tons, uh, 65-70% to industry because of the uh, poor quality. Uh, that was uh, because uh, of economy in Poland. A lot of growers, uh, they don't, have, they simply don't have enough money to make a good treatment in the winter time, in the springtime. So right now we are facing not the best. Uh, 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 quality, let's say, but uh, we think that uh, that there is still a chance to sell a, a good quality in a good price and with good income uh, to the grower. I can only say that uh, uh, we would like to uh, to secure our position on uh, our key markets uh, outside Europe, like Egypt, uh, India, United Arab Emirates. That will be important for us also to show to other markets outside Europe uh, what we can uh, offer. 
sustainable promotion activities in Southeast Asia uh, since one year. We, uh, well, in fact, since a couple of years, we, we are quite present on, on exhibition and fair in uh, Dubai, Hong Kong, and uh, across Asia. Unfortunately, last two years, it was uh, difficult, but this spring was back again uh, to promote in Malaysia, Thailand, Thailand. That uh, that can be a good opportunity because uh, China and United States, uh, who always supply this market, uh, this year they are a little bit shorter in production. Uh, of course, uh, we also made a different action uh, in the local market uh, to stimulate the consumption in Poland. That that is very important because this is here, this is our our market. Uh, so. Uh, we need to be uh, present here, that, that's of course. There are also some uh, action made by government. Uh, for example, since 1st of February, we have uh, VIT on a zero level on the fruit, vegetables, and, and some other uh, food. And there are some uh, helps from also from government. Uh, and uh, growers can receive some subsidies when they buy some fertilizers and of course European Union uh, they they give uh, uh, in, in the springtime we have uh, a possibility to make a kind of intervention on the market and 2,100 tons was sent to industry and we receive additional uh, six and a half euro cents to every kilos of this uh, of these apples sold to industry just to clear the stocks on the on the uh, in our cold storage so there is a still some some possibilities uh, of course there is good uh, market uh, for apple juice concentrate or nfc so that can be also uh, some kind of helps for the growers in, in this challenging year now, now um, I, I can understand it's important uh, that you stay positive at the start of a, a new season. It's one of the great strengths of our business. Some say it's also one of our great weaknesses too. But um, the key indicator of success um, for you growers, uh, Dominic, is always the, the market return, what you get in your pockets at the end of the season. And, and how do you see the outlook uh, there, Dominic, uh, for the coming season? Well, uh, like like, uh, like uh, we say in the previous uh, topic, uh, the most important thing is uh, how much uh, will be in your pocket in the end of the on the day or in the end of the season. So this is the most important thing. Right now, uh, every grower in in Europe and I believe also outside Europe uh, facing a problem with uh, rising cost. Of the production, uh, also climatic condition. However, in Poland it was not so bad, but uh, in in other uh, uh, countries, like to say in UK or France, Spain, they are facing a big problems uh, with heat waves right now. Uh, a lot of problems with uh, market access, uh, with logistic things, especially on a. Uh, Far East market, let's say, or uh, outside Europe. Well, uh, but we, we could be pessimistic, but uh, 
it's, it's not the way of of uh, of war for the sector uh, which we have uh, you have a very good product the covid pandemic uh, pandemic situation shows that the apple consumption can be really high it's a good product i mean apples and pears because you can store for a couple of days in your fridge it's healthy you know everybody knows that an apple day a day keeps doctor away so we, we should uh, more focus on a, on a good things what we can squeeze from our apples juice and also uh, just like a table apples i don't have enough words to explain that sorry uh, yes uh, during the prognosis route uh, uh, we saw a lot of uh, pessimistic but i have a feeling that uh, most of the sector was a little bit optimistic for the future and maybe it not happens uh, next season i mean the coming season but in the long term situation we should be optimistic because i have a feeling that apples still have a good future with new varieties especially club varieties uh, with new way of of treatments after harvest we could really uh, keep very fresh fruits uh, for a uh, whole season of course uh, there are some problems but let's try to find the uh, positive things Okay. Um, before I come back to Philippe, just last question, Dominic, about, and this is about higher en energy costs in particular. Um, do you think fewer apples will be put into storage this year? Um, and does that mean that the market might be a lot emptier by the start of, of the new year? Well, uh, yes. Uh, the, the energy costs... Uh, will uh, will uh, well personally i think that uh, a lot of growers will decide to sell apples direct from the trees uh, i think the that the market will not absorb everything at least not fresh market because we we simply don't have possibility to send suddenly um, hundreds thousand tons of apples to to india to china or to germany or even uh, elsewhere where uh, however uh, there will be big pressure and i expect personally that a lot of growers uh, will decide to send fruits to industry uh, finger crossed to keep the industrial price above uh, 10 cents per kilo uh, because for sure they they can pay uh, even higher because they have good uh, uh, market for apple juice concentrates or nfc the the things after new year might be totally different than in autumn first of all energy cost like you say uh, will uh, stop growers to keep apples for a for a for the next eight or ten months and second thing the quality of the of the fruit with these problems uh, what we have right now at least in poland i don't think that will be a good uh, choice to keep fruits for a long storage that means in a next spring i mean may june july 
it could be opportunity and it could be a good market for uh, for apples but only for the best quality not for the middle quality of course um you've talked about the market and let's turn to that market question let me bring philippe uh, back in uh, retailers I think more very generally are gearing up for an, an autumn and winter where all the talk is about this cost of living crisis that I've mentioned and we all know about. It's a moment when shoppers are going to be counting their, their pennies. Um, these aren't the best circumstances to grow consumption in, are they, Philippe? Well, when you look at uh, the, the trends in different countries, it's very clear that uh, there's been a decline of uh, consumption uh, after the uh, maybe the euphoria of the of the COVID uh, crisis. Definitely, the last six to eight months, uh, we have seen uh, a decline, and households uh, are also confronted with inflation, with uh, rising costs of their electricity and gas uh, bills. So I think this is uh, then coming into the arbitrage that they have to make about where to spend their uh, their income. But I think we have to put, and that's the responsibility that we have in the sector, the, the things in perspective. When we look at the food assortment, the fresh fruit and vegetables remain the most affordable option and, uh, and the more healthy option. So I think we need to find the right argument to convince. And when we look at the price rise in the last supermarket, also there, uh, maybe we can lament that uh, it's only 5% increase that uh, we have got uh, compared to uh, the dairy or the, the, the meat sector, which have increased by 20%. And I say 5%, uh, only 5%, because on the other hand, and Dominique has explained that we have a lot of additional costs also. And, and at some stage, this will have to be passed on somewhere into the chain and the the consumer will have to pay. But even if there is a further increase there, I think fruit and vegetable, apple and pear, because we talk about that uh, today, will remain the most affordable uh, option. So uh, I think we have to, to look at, um, at what we can do. Uh, and I think we have to remind also, and we tried that uh, definitively in, uh, in our role uh, in representation of the sector that um, fruit and vegetables are also the solution to all the societal concerns being the health on the health side because uh, fruit and vegetables in general have the highest health benefit and also on the environmental uh, side which the lowest impact for uh, on the environment and another solution to the climatic condition. I think we are low in water usage. We are uh, good in the CO2 uh, uh, sequestration and, uh, and low with CO2 emission. So I think we are um, with the right product, but we need to make sure that we can uh, value this to consumer. And, and related to that, um, do you think there's kind of a, a need for new thinking in in the business of, of apples and pears? And, and if so, what are some of the discussions that you're having at the World Apple and Pear Association? Well, this is why we have a, a global platform, because uh, I think all these challenges are global. I think we have it, but when we talk to colleagues uh, which are from the Southern Hemisphere, it's the same. When we talk to colleagues which are in America, it's the same. And we have also some, co some contact with colleagues in China, 
And I think all this debate about sustainability, about maybe the positioning of a category like Apple and Pear, which suffer on the one hand the inside competition with uh, berries, with exotics, but also the outside competition of the agro-food sector. This is something that we have there. We have uh, a societal issue on huh? how to grow product in a more sustainable manner, even if we have been probably one of the sectors most advanced in embarking in sustainability already 20 years ago. So I think there have been a lot of things that have been done uh, into that. Uh, the geopolitical situation, it's affecting, uh, it's a domino effect affecting everyone. Uh, if uh, Serbia or Moldova cannot uh, export to uh, to Russia, what is happening? There were a million tons which were moving into that uh, area. So what, what should we do there? And, and I think we have all together the same uh, challenge for production, the same challenge for research and innovation, the same challenge for marketing and, and promotion. So that's why uh, under the lead of uh, Dominique, uh, we are discussing all these issues in the uh, in, in, in the platform of uh, WAPA. And maybe to, to add and to conclude on this, uh, we have decided at the last meeting, and that's also with the, the inspiration of Jeff Correa, who is the vice president, we have decided that uh, on the 19th of uh, November, we will have the World Apple Day. Uh, that's coincides with the week of uh, Intercoma, where we'll have uh, social media activity. And uh, this will reflect something that we started already last year, but that the US pair of uh, Jeff uh, Correa and Kevin Moffitt have been doing for long, which is the World Pair Day. And uh, on that occasion, we will have a lot of uh, activity to uh, provide facts and figures about Apple and Pairs, so to provide the asset of Apple and Pairs, to provide the diversity of the season, uh, the variety and, and the season of Apple, the nutritional value. So I take this platform to also make a call that everyone should uh, be very active uh, on the 19th of uh, uh, November and on the 3rd of December to really uh, give a strong boost uh, at the moment where the season really moves into the main uh, flow. That's a, it's an, an, an excellent initiative, and I never need an excuse to uh, eat uh, an apple. I, I love them. And, and these are all subjects that we'll um, be hearing about more here on Fruitbox. Dominique, uh, Philippe, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Thank you very much, indeed. Now, today I was joined here on Fruitbox by Dominique Wozniak, the president of the World Apple and Pear Association, and by Philippe Binard who is the Secretary-General. You can find today's conversation with Dominique and Philippe and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. As you know, I share every episode of Fruitbox on my profile on LinkedIn, so connect with me there too. Post comments on what you hear and please reshare my post with your followers. And don't forget to let me know what issues you want to hear discussed here on Fruitbox. Stay tuned and continue to make Fruitbox your regular listen. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at FruitNetLive. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.